All right, time for tonight's sports fakes. Here is Ben Kellen. What is going on, everyone? I missed you last week due to the public holiday, but welcome back to Sports Fix. I am your host, Ben Cullen. We're starting this week with the women's tennis update. Naomi Osaka has dropped out of the women's top 10 for the first time since winning the 2018 US Open title. The Japanese player, who is now 12th, withdrew from this year's French Open and missed Wimbledon to focus on her mental health. Osaka, who's just 23, also took a break from tennis in September after a defense of the US Open title was ended by Leila Fernandez in the third round. Great Britain's Emma Raducanu, who beat Fernandez in the final, is ranked 22nd. Raducanu is set to play in her first event since winning the US Open at the Indian Wells tournament. She's been given a wild card into the main draw. Former world number one Osaka, a four-time Grand Slam winner, recently said she will return to tennis soon after getting the itch to play again. South Africa scored a penalty after the final hooter as they beat New Zealand 31-29 in a thrilling final match of the Rugby Championship. The Springboks ended a three-match losing streak after overturning a 2014 halftime deficit on the Gold Coast. Sebu Reese, Ardi Savea and Brad Weber all scored first half tries for New Zealand. The All Blacks secured the title with victory over South Africa the previous weekend. But the world champions will now move back to top of the world rankings following this win. Thank you to the people back home for not giving up on us, said the South Africa captain Khaleesi. We look forward to coming home. Tom Brady has become the NFL's leading passer as he held the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a 1917 victory over his former side, the New England Patriots. The 44-year-old quarterback got the 68 yards he needed to pass the 80,358-yard milestone set by Drew Brees. In all, Brady completed 22 of 43 passes for 269 yards in the win. There was a lot of late drama as New England almost took the lead with 55 seconds left, only for Nick Folk's 56-yard field goal to come back off the post. Brady helped the Patriots to six Super Bowl wins during his time with them and was returning to his former home for the first time with Tampa, whom he'd helped to Super Bowl victory in February. We now have a seven superstar rugby player joining me hot off the back of an incredible sevens campaign in Canada. I am now joined by Max Denmark via Zoom from his quarantine hotel. Max, how are you, mate? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Good man, we're happy to have you. So before we get into your journey and we talk all things Canada, Sevens and Hong Kong, we like to do some quick fire questions so we can feel you out and judge you before we think anything <laughs> else of you, all right? Cool. So answer as fast as you can. Swim yeah. or bike? Bike. Favourite athlete of all time? Oh. Pizza or donuts? Pizza. Sevens or fifteens? Sevens. Favorite place you've ever played? Can't say Hong Kong Sevens. Cook yeah. Island. Nice. Yeah. Pre-match meal. Ah, uh, four. Uh, if it's fifteens, then it's bag bowl. If it's sevens, then probably some toast. Not <laughs> not much. Not a lot. Favorite yeah. sport that's not rugby. Athletics. Favorite rapper. Ooh. Uh, Eminem at the moment. Surf or snowboard. Steph, I've never been snowboarding. 
Okay, easy answer. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Thank you very much, Max. No worries. All right, give us a brief rundown of perhaps your athletic career, how you ended up in, in rugby and, and where you are now. Okay. Well, I started playing rugby around seven years old. Um, I was much more into football before that. Uh, and I continued with both up until I was like 14, 15, um, where I focused on rugby uh, and then left Hong Kong to go to Millfield. And that was more of a rugby-based decision than a uh, than a academic-based decision. And once I got to Millfield, I got into athletics and was doing both of those at the same time. Thoroughly enjoyed both. But I kept getting injured into my final year of school, so I... I kind of gave up on rugby for a few months and focused only on athletics and really threw myself into doing sprints and sh weirdly enough, shot put, I became quite good at. Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then I came back to Hong Kong, play, played a U27 tournament. John Z was there, luckily enough, saw me playing and offered me a contract to stay. And from, from then to now, I've just been fo focusing on rugby. Fantastic. How long ago was uh, when John Z watched you play? That was 2017, I, th I believe. Okay, so four years yeah. of straight sevens, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Have you played any 15s in, in that time? Yeah, I, I played, my first cap for 15s was same year, 2017. I, play, I played at Flanker, actually, my first cap for Hong Kong. <laughs> and then uh, swiftly moved out, moved out to the wing. <laughs> I've only got about eight caps for 15s, I think. Okay. Um, yeah. And how many do you have for, how many tournaments have you been to? Or how does it go? Does it go in games or tournaments? It's, it's by, by tournament. And I think I've got 12 now. After the after those two, I think I'm on 12. Nice. And do you yeah. have a club? Do you still play for football? Uh, yeah. yeah, I play for Hong Kong Football Club. But when we're allowed to, obviously. But like with the international stuff, it's tough to play a lot of club rugby but I do love it when I do play for them. Okay, nice. And then talked about uh, talk to us about your childhood influences. You know, did you have um you know, did your parents get you into rugby or football you started off or was it just what your friends and you wanted to do? I think with the being a child like getting into sports um it was definitely my parents that pushed me towards rugby at the start. I don't think I even wanted to play before I began. Um but because I had like a Sunday free, uh, I think my parents were just like, <laughs> get him out of the house, get, get him to do something. But through that, I just started to love it. Um, and then obviously Hong Kong Sevens happening every year, uh, going to watch that every year of my childhood kind of instilled that passion for the game. Yeah, and it's funny now, like I, I grew up watching Mark Wright, Tom McQueen, Amac, Wooders, like all of them, and now I play with them. Now you play with them. Um, yeah. For a little bit longer anyway. Yeah, <laughs> for another couple of years, hopefully. When you left across for Millfield, how would you say your perhaps your rugby was then? And then how much did you improve when you were at Millfield? And then you said you took a break before you came back. What what level were you personally playing at throughout that period? I think my rugby uh I made massive strides once I went over to the UK. Um, the difference for me was in Hong Kong, I was a quite big kid. I like matured physically very quickly and there weren't many kids around who were my size, 
and my like athletic stature, I guess. Um, so it, when I once I went to Millfield, I was kind of the average. I wasn't so big anymore. So it was nice, not nice, but like the competition drove me to work a bit harder, like in the gym, or like having my first experience of trying properly lifting and pushing myself to get better at things that I hadn't done before because I could just rely on being bigger than everyone else. Um, and then what the level of rugby, like first team rugby at, at, at in England in general is very, very good. Like compared to school rugby in Hong Kong, it's miles above. One can like miles above. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I did take a, take a little break because uh, I kept getting injured, like pulling a, pulling a hamstring. It was just overtraining. I was doing like athletics training in freeze and lunch and then training after school doing rugby and then next day having two trainings again and it was just like too much for me and I because I was missing so much first team game and I was always coming back into the second team whatever I decided just to focus on athletics for a little bit thank you Max we look forward to hearing more from you next week Hong Kong are you ready this is the hottest ticket in the world right now you're in denial and you're getting knocked out do yourself a favor and retire from boxing. Your legacy is in bits, Fury said to Wilder in their final press conference before they meet this weekend in Las Vegas. Fury is making his first defense of the WBC World Heavyweight title, and that is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Have a great weekend, all, and I'll see you for your sports fix next week. Join him every single Friday for Sports Fix. Thanks, Ben. Common Room with Al